What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Miltrick Media. I'm here with Raina Paharis-Held. Raina, how's it going? Thank you for coming on the show. It's good. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course, of course. So let's talk about entrepreneurship. So you are a social media content creator. You create numerous forms of content on Instagram, on TikTok. What made you want to start creating social media content? Honestly, it was like really out of the blue. Like I just saw other people's content. Like I started off with YouTube kind of like I would just see people like posting lip sync videos and get interested in it because I saw the editing techniques that they were using. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I want to do that, too. And like all the positive engagement people would receive. I was like, wow, maybe if I get that, like I'll become famous one day. So from there, I guess I motivated myself to start creating my own stuff and also just like through other influences, like I was like, you know what, this is, this seems like something for me. Yeah, no, it's also, I remember I made my first YouTube channel when I was like 11 or 12. I posted like a Green Day guitar cover, a corn guitar cover. It wasn't great. I was 11, but it was like, it was my old, like Sean YouTube channel. I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember when I was younger too, seeing people create YouTube content. I was like, wow, this will be so sick. How people are making a living off this. Yeah. That's awesome. So you right. started with Lip sync content, lip tick, lip sync content was what you first started with. Yeah, like that's cool. I was like a little cringy. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I didn't even know what I was doing good. back then. Yeah, I was like trying to like I guess embody what other people were doing, and then I was like, you know what, this is kind of like not even what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like I still do it on TikTok now a little bit, but it's not as much. It's more like, um, I guess like the type of niche that I would go for is either vlogging or just like showing off like fashion and just going with music. Yeah. No, that's cool. And yeah. And with this content you create, yeah, you create a lot of TikTok content. And mm. I noticed on your channel, which is really cool, you have numerous categories on your channel and you make numerous forms of content. You do DIY slash how-tos, you do vlogs, mm -hmm. you do some singing stuff, makeup processes and transformation. So what is it about those different categories that, so yeah, what makes you want to create all these different forms of content? And do you have a favorite? Okay, so yeah, that that's the thing I've been like t talking about with a lot of people recently because I don't know what I want to stick to. Like I'm just so like I guess well versed in like different things. Like I just like to do different things mm -hmm. and dip my feet into everything because it's like hard to just stick to one thing. So honestly, my favorite would have to be like either makeup or my vlogging. But like like as you can see, my singing one it has like five videos and that's it. And then like my makeup one has like over two hundred. So it shows that I kind of have more of a passion in that. Like I used to sing, but it's not really my thing anymore. Like mm -hmm. as much, like it's more for fun and a hobby. But yeah, I try to like, I want to like perfect these things. Like I don't want to just do it and then not be good at it. Like I want to like actually work towards it so I can maybe do better. Yeah. It's like, so at the yeah. moment, you re you're really falling in love with creating mm -hmm. makeup-based content. Yeah. Even though like I'm not obviously up there yet. Like I still have to work on it. It's just, yeah, it's my thing now. That's awesome. So what made you gravitate toward that? Um, so like how I've been influenced in the past with the lip sync videos, it's the same with the makeup. When I saw people like doing these extravagant looks, like special effects and just like for Halloween, Christmas, I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I started like getting all these products and I started testing it myself. And I was like, I'm actually not horrible at it. So like, let me just like test it and see if I could do the same. And my boyfriend also, he, he's helped me out with the drawing because sometimes it's like really hard. Like there's like really intricate lines and like these like big things that like people draw on their faces and I can't draw like perfect. So like I just like ask him for some help and we make a great team when That's awesome. I do it. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the content you create and 
your goals for the future. Would you like to make content creation a full-time career? That's the thing. Like, I don't know if I can hold on to that as a full-time career because I feel like it's very wishy-washy. Like, people don't always, like, become successful through it. And if they do, it's like sometimes you are bound to, like, get out of it. Like, some people, like, I heard with The Hype House, I recently watched it, the uh, the first season. There's only one season on Netflix. And I heard that a lot of them are fearing, like, losing their social media job just because of cancel culture because like they can get canceled and then they'll lose like all their brand deals in one day like oh, so i wasn't even know. aware of that tv series hype house yeah also it's on netflix oh that's cool mm-hmm. so um so yeah with content creation that's so even saying before on air how you uh studied film at film school so that was really cool so what made you mm-hmm. want to study film Okay, yeah, that's also like kind of like relating to social media. Like I started filming and taking like a lot of pictures and just like realizing I'm so into it. I was like, wow, let me like branch out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get to know the camera too. Like I have a T7i right now and I wanted to like try to film stuff for myself. And Is that a Canon camera? Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So like from there, I guess like I wanted to start like becoming like a little more pro at it. Like, like, um what's the word, finesse, like, film. Like, not just, like, do it and have, like, crappy footage all the time. Like, I want to actually, like, learn how to work a camera. And hopefully, like, I am working with a film company right now, actually. They're on Staten Island called Gotham Trinity. And I'm trying to, like, do more, like, things like that. Like, behind-the-scenes work. Maybe in front of the camera, like, now. So Nice. That's awesome. So you're working with a film company now for future projects. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. In terms of film genres... What is your favorite film genre at the moment? I would say sp- suspense thrillers. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I'm more of a comedy fan. Because mm-hmm. I'm also, I sometimes just, I dive into movies in the middle of them because I'll be browsing through HBO, Cinemax, and I never start a movie from the beginning anymore. Some I do. Like I recently watched The Matrix for the first time. Oh, I'm like 20 years late. But great movie. I but didn't I understand just like, it. What do you say? I didn't understand it. I watched it before. And I just kind of got bored. I think I was just tired as well. It was like late at night. But It was a heavy movie. Like all the different themes in it. Yeah. And I sometimes just watch a movie right, right, from, the, right from the middle. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I don't know why, but that's what I do. But suspense stories, that's cool. Mm-hmm. In terms of your all-time favorites in that genre, do you have a top three? Top three movies? Of suspense thrillers. Okay. Um, I would have to say... Split is maybe one of them. Like, I don't know if oh, you... I never heard of that. No, I got to check that out. Split. Yeah, it's like a trilogy, I think, in books. I'm not sure if all three movies are out. Okay, okay. But it's like about this guy with split personalities. He has like seven. One of them's Hedwidge, which is like a little kid, I think. Another is a woman. Like, he has like seven different like people he portrays in the movie out of nowhere. And he, one of them is the Beast. And that's like the one where he unleashes his inner like ferociousness. Okay, and it's okay. like he climbs a wall on the walls and like people like f- he makes them fear him. And when he gets into that personality, it's like hard to get through to him. And then he also like became a kidnapper, I think. That, that was like the main thing in the movie. Like he kidnapped these okay. two girls. And that's like they always try to like um, make him become like the little kid because then that's when he's not like acting like crazy and psychotic but yeah it's like a crazy movie yeah yeah. well me and you we were both born around the same time i think maybe i'm only a few months older than you Mm -hmm. growing up what was your favorite cartoon growing up oh wow uh hmm. that's a good question i liked rugrats it still goes on too yeah same yeah it's on nick nick uh, t nick no 90s nick there we go yeah um there was a lot uh what's it called cornelius and bernie 
I think. I never heard of that. It was on. Uh, I probably did. I'm just slacking. I forgot. I think it was on Cartoon Network or was it Nick something? Nick. There was like so many channels. It was like three like, subsidiaries of Nick. I remember. Yeah. It was, yeah. That's why I'm like thinking one, two, five. That was a channel on cable. Yeah. yeah. Know. Shout out the old cable format. Yeah. Time mm, yeah. Warner. That was a goat. I love like Cat Dog. But yeah. also like SpongeBob. Oh, SpongeBob, of course, is a classic. And oh, now there's classic. newer episodes, which is cool. I know it's weird. There's newer episodes. Yeah, it's like, but you would you say you were more of a Nickelodeon kid or a Cartoon Network kid? Nickelodeon. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be on one of those shows. That was the top. Yeah, like I always wanted to be on one of those shows with the mazes and like the slime, like the that, what is it called? Game shows, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had uh, like kind of the live action maze and like running through like those trial based with the objectives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine being in the Kids' Choice Awards and you got slime thrown at you. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I remember when I was little, like I think it was 06, Jack Black was hosting one of the Kids' Choice Awards and you just saw the slime going everywhere. And when I was little and I was eight, I was like, yo, that would be a dream. Being at the Kids' Choice Awards, Nickelodeon, see slime go everywhere, especially shooting out of the guns, that'd be insane. Yeah. That'd be pretty wild. So that's cool. So you're really into suspense thrillers. Mm-hmm. Split, that sounds like a really interesting title. Gotta check it out. Mm-hmm. So what about music even? You talked about how lip sync content, that was kind of a beginning. Mm-hmm. What were some of your favorite music artists growing up? Growing up, I was more into hip hop and rap, but now I'm into alternative rock and like uh, metal. So it's like, I, I oh, really nice, like nice. kind of like shifted. I'm yeah. like, I'm all over actually. I'm pop punk too. So it's kind of hard for me to like say my favorite artist because I just had so many. But like, I also did like pop because it was like, I guess, catchy and stuff. And Jessie J was one of my favorite singers because her voice is like really like you hear it, it's real. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't put auto tune. She has a really beautiful voice. Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. So yeah, those are like the mainstream artists. Now I would say like I'm more into bands and I'm more into like stuff that people don't know really, I guess, because it's like not the normal thing that most like the average person would listen to. Mm-hmm. So um. That's kind of a hard one too, like to choose which band is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But like Pierce the Veil, I kind of like at 15 years old from there, like I still like to listen to them a little bit. No, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I grew up mm-hmm. where I liked a lot of, uh, I grew up with classic rock, but I liked a lot of turn of the century, like hard rock bands, alt rock, mm-hmm. alt metal bands. And then as I got older into high school, I started learning more about classic hip hop and even modern hip hop. And I, I felt like I shifted more from rock toward appreciating more like pop, hip hop, electronic Mm-hmm. When when I was younger, I just only listened to rock. That was all I knew when I was little. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's cool. That's a cool, like, change off. Mm-hmm. But in terms of some of the content you created, and it's really cool to talk with other creatives about what they're pursuing and even the content that they create on platforms. Mm-hmm. You had a couple of cool videos that went viral. You had the retail Karen one and even the Billie Eilish one. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to talk about that. What, how did you create those videos and what goes into the production process with creating these short form videos? Okay, so the Billie Eilish one was kind of like, I guess, because it was trending the best friend sound. It was like, you're gonna be my best friend, babe. So I don't know why, like, I just like, I have the Billie Eilish shirt. And I was like, wait a minute, like, I just came up with the idea on the spot. I was like, I can pretend she's my best friend. Like, and then I just like basically did all these things where like I put makeup on her and then I put like, water like give her water I don't know it was like really weird and then the end I actually edited the photos that I put in like I pretended I knew her like I just put a photo of me next to her and I don't know it was kind of like I just put it I edited it together and it kind of came out like 
that. And I didn't expect to go viral. It was just like more of a like comedy, like joke. And then, you know, it just like happened overnight or like after a few days. So it was cool. Like I appreciated all that like engagement I got. Yeah. And the other one, the Karen was actually also on the spot because it was like um, relating to my job. I worked at Hot Topic, but it was also more like general because it's like people with lunch breaks, like you don't always get long lunch breaks when you're working. So I kind of like made a joke. And I was like, oh, like I pretend to be not my manager, but just a manager in general yes, who's like general. a Karen manager. But then, you know, like what actually happened, I got fired a few months later. Oh, really? And she was like holding a grudge against me for that video. She thought I was talking bad about her and I told her I wasn't. And since it went viral, like everyone at my job saw it too. So it was a little embarrassing for me afterwards, but I ended up just making like, I guess, um, becoming proud of it and like putting it on the top, like pinning it to my page. Cause I'm like, you know what? I'm fired from there anyway. Like, what do I have to lose? And it was fun. Like the, honestly, the text that I did too, like it was kind of like thought about before I ended up recording it, but I didn't like write anything down. I didn't have a script or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was just like whatever came out of my mouth. And I had to like, obviously re- re-record things like a little bit. Like I had to do like at least four times yeah. for each line, but that's yeah. cool. So, are you a big Billie Eilish fan? Are you a fan of her music? I like her a lot, yeah. I heard she also got canceled because her boyfriend, like, I guess she's taking accountability for her boyfriend. Like, people, oh, I don't know no how their thought processes, like, go with that. But, like, I like her music. I like her style. I actually had green hair a few months back. Like, oh, at nice, the top. nice. But it wasn't because of her. It was just, like, because I liked it. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I like her style. Like, just yeah. the way she dresses. And it's really cool, like, because her and her brother Phineas... They produced and wrote a lot of their music, especially the debut record. It was just mostly those two. They were the principal songwriters and producers. They did it all on their own. And so to this day, yeah, it's mostly them as a team. And that's really cool. Like, it's a huge pop record, but it was just, you know, a brother-sister duo creating these songs. That was really cool to learn as a musician, too. It's like, it was just them. And they made this smash, like this huge album, you know? Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool, though. But... Oh, so that's cool. So even because with some content creators, you hear that a lot of it's improvised and then sometimes there's a lot of preparation. So with any content you create, would you say that it's prepared or is a lot of it improvised and off the cuff? Yeah, that's the thing. Most of mine is improvised, like, which is like, I think it used to work for me, but now it's not like really working. I think I just need to like start finding something that I'm good at because right now I'm like, I guess like, I don't have much time. Like I hang out with my friends a lot and a lot of my friends aren't into my content creation. They're like more off camera, like they like to have private lives. So it's hard for me to like implement that in my day when I'm around people who don't like to film. So like when I'm home, sure. But like even then I get really like tired out because I get home late or like I wake up late sometimes and I'm like, oh, I don't have any motivation today. Like lately it's just been really rough on there. And my um, engagement has gone down for the past few months. Like I used to get viral videos all the time, like in 2019, I feel like. But then like in 2020 when COVID hit, I don't know what happened. My whole page, I kind of like went down like at the end of the year. Beginning of the year did okay. Like I got like an average of like 400, 500 likes, but then like it went down to like 50. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, like TikTok's really hard to understand the algorithm. Yeah, for sure. What do you think causes a video to go viral? It could be honestly luck. Like, I feel like if you get in the For You page and a lot of people engage with it, like, I've gotten a lot of videos viral, but, like, most of the comments were hate, which was, like, really... Oh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah it, like, TikTok could be really toxic. 
Yeah. And it, it could be like really saddening because it's like I work hard in it. And then it's like I get all these people like telling me that I didn't like it, the hard work didn't pay off in a positive way. Like for my makeup, even like I told you, like I'm not great at it. Like I've gotten hate on that, too. Like they're like, oh, you're not even good at it. Like, what are you doing? Or like they give me tips like that's, you know, oh, that's appreciated, like constructive criticism. But if you're going to tell me, oh, it looks like shit, like don't t- then say anything. Yeah, at negativity all. is just unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. But what are you going to do? And listen, you got. Yeah, the negativity is unnecessary. But yeah, especially since the pandemic hit the last couple of years, short form content and yeah, especially TikTok has blown up. Do you think that the ascension of TikTok has affected the social media industry at large? Do you think that it's causing other platforms to adapt and evolve to the TikTok format? I definitely think so because like TikTok... Um, it has like, you post videos, obviously. So like Instagram is implementing reels now, which is like, you basically post your TikToks and the sounds like having music in the background and Facebook has stories now, but that's like complete, that's kind of related to Instagram, but it's like, they're all kind of like working with each other and kind of like feeding off each other and seeing what works best and what makes the money. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that Adding music and sounds helps boost the possible engagement on a TikTok or an Instagram reel. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, the music, if it's popular, then people will, like, I guess, kind of gravitate towards it. But that's also if you, like, get on the For You page and people see your content. Or if you have a lot of followers already and you get a lot of your followers to see it. But, like, it depends on if your video is good enough to, like, reach that audience, too. Yeah. But the music does help. It, like if you're using a trending sound, then it's like, okay, everyone's going to want to, or everyone is going to see it. Yeah, yeah. And also, what, let's talk about hashtags. You think that, how many hashtags do you think are appropriate to use on a video? What is too little and what is too much? That's a good question. For TikTok or all, like anything? Let's start with TikTok and then we could talk, let's say, reels. But TikTok. Okay, so TikTok, I feel like I use like four on each video. Oh, four, okay. Yeah. So I put hashtag for you, hashtag like trend or hashtag like whatever the um what's the word? Whatever the subheading of the video is, like if it's a trend or if it's a dance. So if it's a dance, I'll hashtag dance. <laughs> um and if the artist like <clears throat> is I guess popular, I'll hashtag the artist. But like I usually try not to use too many and it's also like because the caption's limited and you don't have much room to write a lot. And also it's like I went to a creator event a like a couple of years back and they were saying that hashtags don't even work. So like there's no point in using it. And oh, I did wow. not know that. I was like, but people like if you get to the top of the for you page hashtag, then they will see your video. So it kinda I think it does work in a way. And like I don't know, I haven't really tried doing posting videos without hashtags, like maybe two times, but like I don't know, I didn't really see much of a difference. Like yeah. it just like yeah. That's cool though that you say you only post four. Sometimes I've seen people post a lot as much as they could fill the page. Sometimes mm-hmm. I've seen less. Do you think a less is more approach is yeah. more effective with hashtags? Yeah, I think that does like, I think it's a little better to just use less. But it's also like, like I said, the captions limited. So you don't want to take up all the space unless that's all you're doing, unless you're just using hashtags rather yeah. than a caption to make your video seem a little more like, I guess, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel more comfortable with TikTok or Instagram? Which platform do you currently view as your favorite? 
Um, that's a good question too. <laughs> um, I never really thought about that because like Instagram, I started before TikTok. That was more my like just posting anything, mm -hmm. and now I'm trying to be selective with what I post. Like I don't want like to post anything that I don't look like a certain way. I want to present myself a certain way, like so I don't like obviously obtain a bad rep, and I don't want to like just post anything anymore. And TikTok, I kind of just like I'm more free at this point because I've already received all that hate. So I kind of just like there's another there's nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. And it's like more for fun. So like, I mean, TikTok's more, I guess, like, I guess I could do whatever. So That's I do cool. under I like TikTok a lot more because it's like you get to post like videos and I don't know, like it just. No, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. What mm. advice do you have to new and young creators just starting with content creation? I would say don't rush yourself. Don't like, um, I guess, feel pressured to create content if you don't feel like it because it could be a little stressful. And also like try to, I guess, appeal to an audience that you would want to receive. Like if you don't want a specific audience, don't like, I guess, go for it. Um, I'm trying to think how to word this. I'm going to have to think. Um, no, yeah, take your time. Let's see. So like TikTok or content creation in general, it is rewarding, like especially when you receive all that engagement. But like if you don't, don't like stress yourself out over it either because it's like at the end of the day, if you know you did it and you're proud of it and you did, like you're doing it for yourself mostly. Like a lot of people like I guess they get upset when they don't receive the usual amount of engagement they do get. Like people will get like 20K likes. They're like, oh my God, I'm not getting that many likes because they get like 5,000. I'm like, that's still a lot. But like for me, I'm here like I used to get 500. I'm not getting that anymore. So it's like, you know, don't just don't be discouraged because you'll get back up there and just work towards your goals and whatever you want to do. Yeah. And sometimes just the platforms change and sometimes just activity levels are different and it's cyclical. Sometimes it comes back, you know? Mm -hmm. exactly. But I noticed, yeah, you are very diligent with your posting and you post numerous times a day, right? At least on TikTok. I try to. Yeah. Like on some days I don't post because it's like I take the video the day before and then I end up posting like a bunch of videos the day after because it's like I'm either too busy or it's like I take the videos at nighttime and I don't want to post it past a certain time because I realize like you're not going to reach an audience past like 10 o'clock. Like, you'll get, like, a few people, and then, like, the next day, they might not see your video. So, like, that's what I've been doing lately. I've been posting too late, and then it's, like, I don't receive that many people, like, that many views because, like, I guess they don't see it. And I noticed, like, recently in my in analytics, like, it says that most of the people seeing my videos are on my For You page. So, most of my followers aren't even seeing my video. So. Oh, that's weird. cool, though. So, yeah. So, you would say that you batch content. You create a bunch of pieces of content, and sometimes... Mm -hmm you wait until a certain time to post it. Yeah, and I still have like a bunch of stuff I'm working on that I had, uh, I filmed like two weeks ago and I kind of like got like lazy and didn't edit it yet. So I'm gonna be posting it like as soon as I finish. Cause some stuff I'm like not proud of. It's like I film and then I'm like, wait, but I don't know if I like it like this. So like, I kind of like put it off until I know I like the way it looks. Yeah, but like you said, yeah, there is no rush. Yeah. And you don't have to post anything mm -hmm. until you're ready or most comfortable with it. Yeah, like I felt the same way too. Like I've tried to create reels or YouTube short form content. Let's say like, I remember I did a couple of live streams before even doing this. And like you try and you try out different forms of content and sometimes you're not always happy with it in the moment. So like you sit on it for a few days, maybe you try and re-edit it or just st stop the idea and start from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Let's talk about timing on social media. You brought up a great point. And I was thinking about this as well, where on certain platforms, there's a preferred time to post. What do you think the preferred time to post on TikTok is? For my page, I think everyone, it varies. But for me, I have a lot of people that like follow me in the US, the UK, and Canada. And I think oh, cool, cool. India. So it does vary. Like I wouldn't know like the times that they have there. Like I don't know by heart. But like for the US, I know it's like mostly 2.30, it said on my page. It actually gave me in my analytics. Like it showed like the most engagement I receive is at like 2, 2.30. And I never post at that time. So that might be a contributing factor as to why I don't receive that many views anymore. Because I post too late or too early. So I definitely want to... I guess, work on posting more consistently during the time that I would receive as much as I'd like. Yeah. And then again, also work a little harder towards making better content because I've been a little lazy with it too. So that's nah, all good. It's all good. But so were you born and raised in New York City? Yes, Brooklyn, actually. Nice. That's awesome. So would you say that being born and raised in New York, did that influence your decision to pursue content creation? A little bit. Like, I feel like a lot of people in L.A., same thing goes for them. And also, like, I know a lot of people, like, that live in other states, and they also, like, content creation. Like, I don't think it really is narrowed down to one state. Like, I think everywhere kind of, like, you can be creative. Like, there's those people that are living in a state, and they don't have that many people around them that are creative. So it's like they kind of feel, like, I guess, isolated from everybody else. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, out here, there's so many opportunities for film and like entertainment in general, especially LA. Like I kind of want to go to LA for a little bit, kind of test the waters out there. Yeah, same. Yeah, I've been there once actually for VidCon. It was a really great experience. I met all these creators, YouTubers, TikTokers, everything. What is VidCon? So it's a uh, convention for creators and it's like people all over. Like people come from other countries and it's really fun. Like people that, like I saw a lot of famous people there. I met a lot of famous people and networked. And I got to take videos with a lot of different people, meet new friends. And like, it was, it was great. It was a good price too. Like, especially like, um, my friend, her boyfriend ended up paying for the hotel. So we just stayed together and like, I didn't even have to pay anything except for travel costs. Mm-hmm. And when I went out to eat like one time, but yeah. That's cool. In any creative industry, do you think that networking is important? Definitely. Like, I think when you know, like, if you know the right people, you can get really far and, like, become successful. Because then you have all these people that are able to help you get to where you want to be. And you all, like, I guess, service exchange each other. Like, you get to, like, help them. They help you. And it's, like, it definitely helps you kickstart your career, which is why I'm, like, trying to get myself more out there. And do things like this. And like, you know, if I keep doing going at it, I'll probably like get to where I want to be. Yeah. So you would say those relationships do matter. Yeah. You don't want to burn bridges along the way or you're yeah. not going to be happy in the end, I guess. Yeah. In terms of advice to fellow people in the industry. So would you think that a hybrid approach where you're constantly creating, you stick to a schedule like you do, and then also getting out there more networking. Do you think doing both of those can accelerate your growth at a faster rate? Yeah, I think so. I think I definitely should have more of a schedule. Like, I don't think I really have one now. Like, I was actually talking about it the other day. I have this, I have in my notes on my phone, like, I put down different videos I want to do. But I never, like, wrote down the day I'm going to do it or, like, the time. Like, that's the thing. I should probably, like, start working towards that so I can become more, like... Yeah, but you post a lot. You're killing it. Yeah, you post Thank a lot. you. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, a lot of people think it's a lot. But then, like, for me, I guess, like, because I'm hard on myself, that could be it. Yeah. 
No, it's, yeah, we all yeah. are. Yeah, we all are. Mm-hmm. But even going back to VidCon, that was cool. Yeah, like I would love to go out to LA just to explore the city because once mm-hmm. with school, like I went out with my school to NAM, the it was a music industry convention. We flew out to LAX, but then we went to Anaheim because it was uh, yeah, at a convention center in NAM. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the convention center, but LA is like kind of next to it. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so, why I went to LA. Yeah. The Hollywood sign I saw was beautiful. Yeah. So I didn't really get to explore LA. We mm-hmm. just flew in and flew out. We were only there for the convention like a couple of days. I got mm-hmm. to see Santa Monica, which is beautiful. Like go by the pier and the boardwalk. It would just be, I would love to just go out there on my own, like, you know, and just explore the city again. Yeah. But how we were talking about where you can be creative from anywhere. Yeah, things have changed so much, especially in the last couple of decades with technology and just the different creative endeavors you could pursue. I guess back then, you know, you used to hear people say it's like, oh, you want to go to a major city to make it in music, comedy, entertainment, content creation, anything like you want, I guess, L.A. or New York. But now, right, would you agree like you could kind of start a career from anywhere now because of the Internet? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think like a lot of people get themselves out there by using the internet and trying to like put themselves out there like LinkedIn and Indeed. You're able to make these job applications online and like That's I feel point. like yeah. yeah, the internet's definitely a vast place for like people to kind of find each other and just like I guess apply for things they want to go for. Like I recently applied for an internship for, with uh, Viacom and I'm trying to get it for like the summer. So hopefully they'll look at my credentials and be like, oh, yeah, she looks like she qualifies. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah, going back to how you're interested and you studied film, in terms of the film industry and the different positions in a film or television project, do you want to be more in front of the camera or do you want to be behind the camera, let's say in the production Mm -hmm. process? Um, That's the thing. Like, I feel like I want to kind of just go with the flow right now because I do like being in front of the camera. But I also like being behind the camera. It's just like there's more work for, I guess, people in behind the camera. Because it's like you have to do the post-production too and then the pre, like the preparing for it. And like in front of the camera, it also like does take confidence. So like sometimes I lack that and I don't want to like get in front of the camera on a day where I'm like not feeling myself. So it's like it kind of does vary. Mm -hmm. But I do enjoy both. And I guess it's good to be, like, well-rounded that way. So, like, I'll just, like, see what gigs I get. And obviously, I'll go for both so I can be, like, more, like, out there for people. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, she does both. That's cool. Like, yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's awesome. And even being in front of the camera, how that relates to content creation. Talk about how you create vlogs. Do you also like doing interviews? Or would you want to, let's say, be a show host or anchor in the future? I was actually thinking about that recently. I was actually, like... Because I saw, I see the Drew Barrymore show a lot. Like I go in person. I saw Kelly Clarkson's show. I just saw Jimmy Fallon. And it kind of like inspires me. Like I'm thinking like I might want to work for a show first, like behind the scenes. And then maybe in the future, like, you know, like you just said, I I could become one myself or maybe even star in a show. Like maybe not be the main person, but like be like this, like the person talking to the show host. Like that would be cool for me. Like that would be really cool. Like experience i feel like yeah no that would be awesome yeah why not and yeah mm-hmm. yeah i've heard about the drew barrymore show yeah it looks really cool but that's awesome yeah mm-hmm. you could always test the water see where it goes and you could be whatever yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. so in terms of entrepreneurship making a creative endeavor a reality right mm-hmm. would you want to let's say be able to create content and travel the world of the country is there any mm-hmm. place on the top of your bucket list that you would want to travel 
first two? Like, what is at the top of your list in terms of places you want to visit? Um, I would say, because I've never been out of the country, that would be really cool if I can go somewhere out of the country. But, like, in terms of filming and, like, doing content creation, <clears throat> I feel like it's better to just network with people. So, like, I would say, like, I said, go back to L.A. Mm -hmm. and, like, maybe try to collab with these people who are bigger on pla these platforms so I can try to, like, work with them. But it is hard to kind of, like, get through to them if they have, like, all these followers. Like, it's hard for them to, I guess, check their DMs and see it if they're flooding with all these DMs. But mm -hmm. I'm hoping I can do that and, like, look for more events that are coming up. And just, like, I kind of want to become one of those creators who will get these free, like, flyouts to other uh, states so I can, like, actually go and, like, enjoy myself and try to, like, network. Because it is a lot of money to just, like, have to pay every time you want to travel and fly yeah. out. And that would be cool. Yeah, why not? And then yeah. getting the opportunities to attend more events, going to different places. Yeah, mm -hmm. that would be awesome. Like, why not, right? Yeah, if I get to that level, that would be, like, a miracle. <laughs> no, like, with awesome. Charlene yeah, why and Addison, like, they're going back and forth to New York, L.A., New York. LA. Like, it's, like, crazy. Like, in Florida. Yeah. Like, Florida is also kind of cool. Like, I, because, like, I went to Playlist out there. Orlando there's a lot, I think there's a lot of creators down Florida too that I'm friends with there's Jada and like her friends I don't know if they still talk but like yeah, yeah there's like a lot of people I met like on the internet through these events and then like you know they just live in all these places that are I guess you would call the um center of social media mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah oh, was playlist another networking event down in Florida yeah it was oh, in cool. Orlando we stayed at um it was a, I don't know if it was a convention center, it was like a hotel that we all like hung out at. Um, it was, yeah, same thing, like just like different events. That was this past, uh, it was in 2020. So like, it was like right before COVID, like mm. COVID hit a month later. And yeah. it was so sad. At least you got to check it out right before that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I also was in school then, like I'm still in school, but one more semester in one class. Like I'm literally, I think I have like if there's a chance for me to go this year, because it's going to be in October this year, so I'm planning on possibly going. Oh, that's oh, that's when uh, the next playlist would be in mm -hmm. October. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but when I went, I was in school, so I had to stay less time than the event was. So I missed yeah. the last two days, and it sucked because I had to be back for school. I couldn't miss more than a day since yeah. I'm in college. Yeah, so. I mean, me too. Like in terms of places to possibly visit, I I've been to Canada. Like I went to Montreal. I've been in Niagara Falls and Toronto for a day, but never left. North America. So it would be so, I would love to go to Europe, like London, Rome, or mm -hmm, Amsterdam. Like that would be the top. Like I would love to, like, if I can squeeze out a quick Europe trip if I only had like two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That would be sick. And even just going up and down the West Coast, because I would love to. Like from, mm -hmm. like, let's say Vancouver down to San Diego. It would be cool to see all that. And Vegas, that's top for me too, because why mm -hmm. not? You know? I want to go to Las Vegas too. But there's this thing happening this year and it's sold out already. It's like a big concert with all these, like, punk bands from like back in the 2000s oh, when we were young right yeah i saw that that's wild that's huge <sighs> it's huge i can't like i remember i went to warp tour a few years ago i never got years. to go and i'm upset because once i heard it was closing <laughs> so many friends in high school and even starting in middle school they would go to the one at home dell you know pnc or they would go mm. out to uh jones beach that's where i went yep i oh, went to the one at wantog and jones beach every yeah. time yeah i've been to a couple concerts out there i saw disturbed and breaking benjamin summer 16 oh, there yeah and that was a great venue it was cool especially in the summer it's right on the water mm -hmm. but i wish i would have checked out warp tour before it concluded that would have been cool but i feel like when we were young it's kind of like you're getting a taste of that with all these bands yeah it's gonna be in vegas you know like that'd be pretty insane yeah i wish i can go now but it's both days like they had a second day added and it sold out right away 
Oh, for real? Yeah. I don't even know they added a so second day. So unfortunate, yeah. And I heard Warped Tour, like, there's a rumor might come back. If the guy, I guess, like, is able to afford, like, all the stages and rent out the whole, like, place. But I don't know if that's even the problem that was occurring. I thought I heard, like, he mentioned Punk was dead. But I don't know if that's true. No, I have no idea. But, yeah, Yeah. I guess any traveling festival, it's, like, the logistics, it's huge. Yeah. But when you edit your content, do you mostly create, edit, and finish everything on your phone? Do you use outside editing applications like Final Cut Pro or Adobe, what do you use to create and finish your content? So I do mostly use phone editing apps at the cool. moment. Like I do sometimes through TikTok, sometimes through InShot, sometimes through VideoStar, VideoFX Live. And I have used Adobe Premiere, but that's mostly for my school projects. And um, I also had this project that I was working on. I was going to post on social media, but I haven't finished it because I have to fix the voiceover and the audio. It's kind of like choppy. So once I'm done with that, I'm going to post it up. So if you want to check it out, but yeah, for sure. I'm for so sure. excited. It's like, I guess, a story of my life type of thing. Oh, and that's awesome. Yeah. A lot of people were like saying they were tearing up from it. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> like, I didn't expect to have that impact on people. No, but that's cool. So it's a project that just goes over your life. Kind of. Yeah. Just like how it went and just like a bunch of like, it's a picture and video collage of different things that happened. No, that's life. cool. You heard I it here first on Miltrick Media. That sounds really cool. Yeah, thank you. Do you have a password? Sorry, oh. I mean, uh, sorry. No, yeah, I showed it in my class actually for TV radio because I'm in uh, TV radio minor in school besides film as major, and the people were watching it. Like I was what, looking at their faces, and they were like this, like smiling or like crying. They were like, and then other people were, like, like not really like crying, crying, but like I they were tearing up. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Though. Yeah. No, so you have a TV film minor. In your degree, like, no, that's cool because, mm-hmm. yeah, I went to school for music industry and audio and also mass communication. So we had school, we had classes in the, in the major, like writing for television, radio and film. We had a uh, media inquiry, which is a media theory class. I remember I, for one of my projects, for my class, I wrote a paper on Mad Men. You're talking about like the, the themes in it, like the, the genre tropes, like analysis, analysis analyzing i butchered that and then we also had let's say like we had video production because yeah for my content i use i use adobe but because i have just a computer at home yeah i just use final cut pro currently i use final cut pro and logic the most exclusively mm-hmm. yeah and it's cool yeah because i took classes like that as well it was really cool and that was kind of like a precursor I took like a podcast production class and i worked at the radio station at my college which is when i first started like this format of shows which is what made me want to like continue it because i started interviewing artists and everybody at school and I just loved it like just being on radio you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so it was cool for other content creators do you have any recommendations for free apps to use on your phone what apps do you recommend to content creators just getting started so the thing is the apps I use I do pay for a premium subscription so I'm not really sure if they offer the same type of um additives that I have like a lot of the stuff I have I guess I'm not sure like how it works without it because I haven't used it without it in a while. But like, I would say InShot is good, like, because they have cool transitions, but I think you do have to pay for those. No, that's and fine. It, like, yeah, what do you recommend in general apps? Yeah, so the InShot, VideoStar, it's like good for, I guess, putting music and then editing the video if you want to. Or like VideoFX Live is like VideoStar, but it's like a video, like you just add as many videos as you want. It could become a collage, but it could be a little frustrating, like in the end, like when you're editing it, because it doesn't always like, sync right the audio i don't know why it's just like weird there's also i guess iMovie but like 
I don't really use that. I just, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, iMovie. Yeah. You can add that on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a little less, I guess, professional because it's like you don't no, get. not at all, yeah. No, it's a good starter, definitely. It's just like more for putting stuff together. Like there's no advanced effects or presets. That's the thing. Like there's cool, like, I guess, um, themes that you can use for like, I guess, the title and stuff. That's, I remember that. But yeah, I mean, there's like different stuff you can go for that's free. Yeah. I'm sure. So you mentioned iMovie, you have InShot, Video Shock. That I Video see. Star. <laughs> Video Star. So you have iMovie, InShot, Video Star. What was a couple other you mentioned? Um, well, I said iMovie. I think you said that. I don't even know. <laughs> um, I don't think I really use that many other things. I know there's other stuff I heard from other creators that they use. I'm trying to remember if I... Oh, Video Leap I heard is good. Video Leap. Nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm always looking for apps that I could add onto my phone. So if I'm on the go or on like, you know, in a rush and I want to just try and work on drafts of content using some apps on my phone, it's always really clutch to have. Yeah, I've used Canva as well recently. Like I'm about to start paying for it. Yeah, because they have a lot of cool features like creating collages. Like if you want to make a social media cover for a, a reel or a TikTok or let's say even okay. Facebook reels, make a quick uh, cover. Because now you could, you know, you could add covers to the reels or whatever before you distribute them. Hmm. No, but that's cool. Not that's bad. Cool. Yeah. So in 2022, moving forward, what are your goals for the rest of the year? I'm hoping to become a little more, I guess, consistent with my content. Like, I know you say you, I post a lot. I just, I guess I feel like I have been posting, but not like up to par, like the type of stuff I want to. So like, I want to work more on planning and being more prepared for my videos because some of the videos I'm just like, I guess, pushing it out just to get content out there, but it's not like the way I want it to be. So hopefully I'll work on that. And I guess just like trying to go to more networking stuff. Like there's this thing every other Tuesday in Manhattan I go to now. And it's like a bunch of creators in Brooklyn and like the tri-state area. So it's cool. Like I get to meet a lot of people and work with them, collab with them. So like I got to put that up onto my page instead of having like just myself all the time. Because I feel like just having myself, I feel like when I'm collabing with other people, I get more engagement for some reason. I guess it's more interesting when there's like other people involved. So That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you think that with content creation in general, collaboration helps push the content out more? Yeah, definitely. I think because it's like, I guess when you're networking with others, they get to see the other people. And they're like, oh, look, they look cool too. So I guess it's just more like the people you're with that that might make a difference. Yeah. Like when I was at VidCon and Playlist, like I got so many likes on my stuff just because I was with like famous people. And it was cool. But like it also like makes me feel like, oh, like they're going to be like not into my stuff as much just because I'm not like these people. So... What is the name of that event you mentioned that's bi-weekly in Manhattan? What, every Tuesday? What is it? Uh, they're called the Dreamers House. So oh, cool. I don't know, like, if I should give the information because I don't know if, like, any, like, I guess anyone is welcome to come. But it's just, like, you know, I don't want any, like, random people, like. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah, but um, it's it's great. Like, there's so it's so fun. There's also, like, a lot of musicians and artists. They perform, like, towards the middle. And they, like wrap their new singles or like they have different albums and like i'm actually trying to actually put out a song with my dad because he raps and my oh, friend cool. steve so like i'm thinking maybe i should start getting out there with that too i don't know like we'll see maybe i'll perform one of these days but like i'm also not like that good so i, I guess it's more of a hobby and for fun so you're also thinking about starting a music career a little bit but i don't know if it's gonna be a career really it might just be for like myself you know that's awesome. So mm. this would possibly be creating original music where you'd be the singer. Yeah. Producing as well? 
Um, possibly, possibly, yeah. I do have a song I wrote that, like, it's not done. But, yeah, I'm working on it. And I do like to sing covers, too. So, like, we'll see. Maybe I'll do a couple covers before I go into, like, my own music. And I did, like, perform at a bar, like, weekly, like, a couple months back. And they were like, oh, you should start doing music. And I was, like, encouraged, but also, like, kind of taken aback. Because, like, a lot of people think my voice is not strong enough to become a like singer you know like solo singer so no no i can why not yeah yeah i would do like a band like you know like how i look up to all these bands like there's a lot of girl bands like pretty reckless and fit for rivals paramore like i look up to them so like i would definitely do like something like that like alternative music i feel like that would be my thing oh so the genre you were looking toward would be it'd be more of like an alternative rock based project yeah, or R&B, because my dad, he's the rapper, so, like, I'm not going to, like, sing alternative in a rap. Like, unless we kind of, like, maybe can try to fit, fit it together. Like, I don't know. We'll see. That could be cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your biggest aspirations for your career in general? What do you hope to accomplish? Um, I just want to get out there more and hopefully, like, show like showcase my talent or just, like— um, because it's so competitive out there, the film industry and entertainment industry in general. So I just want to hopefully like work towards becoming successful and getting gigs that I never thought I would. Like VMAs, I feel like, because I recently went there too. And I was like, wow, there's all these camera people. Like I'm sure I could become a camera operator in the future. So like if I just like make my own website and get a card together, I feel like I can start getting anything if people reach out to me. And if they see my, like, portfolio, I have to, like, put stuff up, obviously. Yeah. So they can see, like, what I've worked on in the past. Yeah. So. Would you recommend to other creatives, too, like, building a portfolio is key? Yeah. If you don't have anything, then people are going to look like, oh, what does she have to offer then? Like, they're not going to... I feel like maybe it's, like, not like they're not going to take you, but they might, like, want to see more from you. Like, they might want to ask for more. You mean, like, it could help raise the chances of being discovered or taken seriously, you mean? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you think also having a website is essential? I don't have one now, but I was told recently by somebody that it probably is a good idea to get one set up. So I definitely am going to look into that. Yeah, I got to update. I have one, but yeah, like, I need to add more. I want to add more, try and change it up a little, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to wrap it up in a minute or two, but... Any last thoughts or details? What else would you like to share with us in the audience? Future projects, mm-hmm. anything in general, creative. What else would you like to share with us? Uh, so I am doing, like I said, that video. Like I'm working on it. So it's like with the, the I just have to work on the voiceover, but it's for my. It's like a self reflection or portrait. I have a thesis film that I filmed this past summer that I'm editing. I did it for class, but like I got to finish that up. So I'm gonna put that out there on YouTube. I have like the rough cuts up but I privated most of them. Um, for TikTok, I'm hopefully going to try to do more Karen videos. I feel like those are actually, like, pretty fun. It's just, like, you know, making a skit could be hard. Like, I did improv with it, but I feel like I should actually prepare in advance because it might do a little better. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. want to work on more, like, I guess, makeup, like, try to, like, get better. I feel like also it is time-consuming. It takes, like, hours at a time sometimes, and it doesn't, like, always come out the way I want it to. So that's why I kind of get discouraged sometimes. But I'm going to try to work on that. And then also cancel culture. I want to kind of like touch on that for a second. I've gotten canceled in the past for like saying something online. And I really thought like, am I like this? Am I a bad person like this? And like, I guess if anyone ever gets into that situation, like think to yourself, like, did you do anything intentionally wrong? And if you didn't, like, don't like be hard on yourself about it. And, like, just apologize and just, like, hopefully it'll go away. Like, because I tend to get defensive with people in my comment section because I get really upset. 
And I don't realize, like, I think that it kind of, like, adds heat to the fire. So I think it's, like, best to just, like, reflect on yourself and just work on um, not doing certain things that you think that could cause conflict. So, um, yeah, but I encourage people to get out there and also do, like, networking. And just if you want to become a social media creator, go for it. Like, no one's stopping you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Where can we find you on social media? What are your ads for the different platforms? Let us know where we can find you. Okay, so my TikTok is actually, it used to be It's Raina, which is my Instagram name. So I-T-S-R-A-Y-N-A-A, that's my Instagram. My TikTok currently is soft goth girl, but like instead of goth, it's G-0-T-H and then girl underscore. But like I'm probably changing that name soon, so if I do, you'll probably still see my name come up anyway. If you search up Reina, just my regular name, you'll probably see my name like on one of the top pages because my name is kind of rare. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. And thank you for checking out another episode of Miltrick Media. And we will see you soon. Thank you.